Welcome to the Power of Prayer podcast. This program is a ministry of All Saints Church in Lakeland, Florida. Each conversation is unique because of the topics and participants who join the Reverend Kathy Hewlin in the discussion. It's our hope that by listening to these testimonies and discussions, your openness to hearing from God in prayer will grow and change the way you love Him, yourself, and others. Well, we are gathered today for this um, Power of Prayer podcast. And I'm joined today by Vicki Chastain and Susan Waldron. Good afternoon. And we're all members of the Order St. Luke here at All Saints Episcopal Church. And today's topic is to talk about times in our life when we're praying and perhaps we feel like it's a struggle to know what to pray, what words to come out. Um, Just we're really listening closely to what the Holy Spirit might say to us, but it just feels like there's quiet and we feel blocked. And I know for myself, I still, I just still try to push through, but maybe there are things that we can learn from one another and from other resources from scripture that help guide us during that time and how we can move forward. And uh, so one direction I thought we would talk, um, and for me on this particular topic, the reason why I'm thinking about it right now is because of what we're praying for. Uh, many of us pray in some way for what's happening with the pandemic. And uh, then there are various ways that I'm sure we're being led to pray. Um, but I have times where I'm, I just kind of ask, what am I supposed to pray? Um, it feels like such, because it's a global pandemic, maybe there's, you know, it's globally, how do I pray for this? I struggle with that. Um, I want it to go away, but somehow my spirit doesn't lead me to pray that. I don't know why. So then I think about specific people that I know who have been impacted by it. And then I can pray for them to be healed. And and I have been praying for that. But I still feel there's somehow a struggle in me of how to pray or what I'm supposed to be praying for it to go away, if that's God's will. So I just toss that out as a way to start in our conversation. I know other things will unfold. What thoughts do you all have? Well, for me, the Lord has led me in my time to um, pray for it to be eradicated and for health and healing to be restored and unity to be restored again, um, not just in our nation, but between countries and between families and individuals because there's been so much division. Yes. So um, that's how the Lord leads me, and of course, definitely for healing for people who have been impacted by it, and also those who are experiencing the long-haul symptoms, Mm -hmm. for them to be completely healed and restored. Yes. We've lost several friends to COVID, Mm -hmm. uh, young people. I mean, and by young, I mean in their 30s and their 40s, um, who spent a long time in the hospital one dear friend just spent 40 days in the hospital he's in his 30s has two children he just got out um, he was up at Mayo okay and um, has he's of course very weak you know a lot of struggles there he's on oxygen he's at home but he's got a, a long road and um, praise God he heard prayers of those who were praying for him and mm-hmm. um, 
you know, our belief is that he will be completely restored. So. And, and I agree, like, it's been really meaningful to pray for specific people. Mm-hmm. And, and I know that that's part of a solution when you're struggling, like, find specifics that you can pray for. And so I can pray for a specific person in a situation. Um, but since you brought up about unity and praying for that, I think that is part of my struggle in praying for the global aspect of the way it's impacted us because there's so many different opinions that I maybe it's a, in a public way, like when I'm praying for it, now other people would hear my prayer, that I, I'm already judging, how are they hearing these words that are coming? Can they agree with me in this? You know, so it's that part of it that I wrestle with and struggle through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I know in general terms, of course, I pray for the, the um, pandemic to end, that um, it would be eradicated and, and gone, and also you know, for healing for those who have contracted it and prayers for the families who have lost people to family members and friends to COVID. But um, I also find that, that my prayer is for wisdom, mm. wisdom for all of those making decisions. Yes. Because, you know, this pandemic, even though you don't catch COVID, it affects you mm-hmm. and it has affected everyone in serious ways, mm-hmm. whether that be financial or, or just other ways, but even the emotional um impact that it's had and um you know people that have you know not been uh, allowed to do the things they want to do or being criticized by others because they do this or they don't do they wear masks they don't wear a mask they get vaccinated they don't get vaccinated so i pray a lot for, for wisdom for understanding for patience with one another mm-hmm. and and that you know that, that we would find a way to show grace to right. each other and through throughout this whole thing so that's where I find myself going a lot of times mm-hmm. if I'm not specifically praying for someone for healing that I know of or just in general healing. Mm-hmm. And also not judging each other, but this brings it right in our face that we, it, because there's so many differences in the way that we see the world and what's happening that we so naturally want to judge how other people are seeing. And so I'm finding myself praying a lot of confession. <laughs> yes. I am sorry, Lori, that I just judged that person on how they are, <laughs> how they are. Um, so anyway, that's come up upon me. And uh, something else you said, Susan, about just how it's impacting everybody, whether you've gotten mm-hmm. sick or not. Um, this just kind of feeling like pressed down in some way, whether it's physically it's a good description. Yeah, yeah, physically feeling that way, or definitely emotionally. Um, you know, because I know that I'm just having to work harder each day to just do things that I wouldn't have had to work as hard <laughs> two years ago. Yeah, and having just recently traveled, the mm-hmm. impact it's had on traveling is, is tremendous. I mean, testing before you go, testing before you come back, you know, wearing masks all the time, <laughs> as I did a long flight, you know, 15 hours. It's, mm. you know, it, it really has, <laughs> yeah, it is, it is. And it has, so it has really put a stress on just all aspects of our lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so no one is exempt. Mm-hmm. No one is exempt. Mm-hmm. I often think about the um, Peanuts cartoon character, Pigpen. Is it Pigpen that has the little cloud? Dark, yes. Yeah, the black cloud Yeah, the little him. cloud follows him around. I feel like that's a good description or a good depiction, rather, of what the last year and a half or more has, has been. You know, with COVID, everyone sort of feels like they've got this dark cloud over them and you're right about the heaviness and the weightiness um i know just a personal experience in our family 
our family who lives in France um, uh, had to have vaccinations in order to function, in order to live there. Mm -hmm. And they were home for the summer for a couple months and they had some family members who are just hard, fast against the vaccine. And um, they took it and didn't tell those family members that they had it, that they had taken it, because um, they just didn't want to have to discuss it. And then um, one day out of the blue, I guess the question came up and it was asked point blank and they said, well, yes, we did. And the hardest decision for them to make though was to vaccinate their children. Mm. But in order for their children to go to school in France, they had to have, mm. they had to be vaccinated. And, um, you know, they have to have the, the documentation and everything. And we in the United States have so much more freedom. I mean, they can't go anywhere without a mask. They, you know, have to show this QR code that they are vaccinated or they can't ride a bus or go into a building. Um, the children, like I said, can't go to school. Um, you know, so it's, uh, it's a hard decision to make. Mm -hmm. um, but they felt like, okay, if we're going to live there, we're going to minister there, we're going to do what God sent us to do, we have to be able to get, to get around to mm -hmm. function. So, they and, made that and that whole idea of keeping something private and keeping it hidden, yeah. we know that that's not a path towards healing. No. <laughs> uh, so it, that just makes me so sad mm -hmm. and I guess adds to the pressed upon kind of feeling. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. um, I know uh, there are different ways of types of healing that we can talk about and Vicki wanted to share some of that. So go ahead and share with us. Right. Well, there are actually four types of healing. Um, there's physical healing, of course, that's the one when we talk about healing, everyone thinks of physical healing. And, but there's also inner healing, there's spiritual healing, and then there is um, deliverance. And all of them are intertwined. Mm -hmm. um, our inner healing, things that have happened in our, in our younger lives and um, our families, uh, generations, can uh, definitely impact our physical um, issues you know we when we go to the doctor and they're taking our medical history they always ask you to you know with their family members and what certain diseases they've had heart disease um, you know if they died what did they die from and many times their families where um, they'll say well oh everyone in my family gets cancer or all the men in my family died before they were 50 with heart disease and that sort of thing. So we can look at that and um, um, the, my training through Christian Healing Ministries is we can look at that and see that there's a generational component there. So we pray and ask God to take us to the beginning of that, where that seed planted, where that crack came, where that door was open for that disease to come in. Uh, into their families. The same thing with mental illness. And that would come in under the heading of inner healing as well. But it is a can be a physical illness, very much so. So um, it's so important to understand the difference between them, but yet the interrelation of all three. 
And when we're praying for people for something, for healing of something, we um, need to be attuned to the Holy Spirit and the voice of God and open and listen. We sort of have to put ourselves aside and submit to the leading of God and the leading of the Holy Spirit of where actually to begin praying for them and how to do it, how to frame our questions, how to frame our interviews, so to speak, um, to be able to get um, the correct answers to properly diagnose the, the problem, just as a doctor would. Right. Um, and that intertwining, uh, the reason why I was thinking about talking about those four types of healing as we're thinking about the story of um, just being impacted by keeping something secret that mm -hmm. we think that seems like it what well, we know going through it it's not an easy thing <laughs> yet we don't realize how much it's impacted us physically as well as our emotions well and you know we're only as sick as our secrets and so when we keep something secret uh, it could be a secret sin. It could just be a, a personal secret, a life secret. It could be a secret about abuse or something. When we keep it a secret, um, the thing that attaches to that is shame. Mm -hmm. And um, so it, it's not, there's a difference in guilt and shame. Mm -hmm. And when shame attaches, it really impacts every aspect of our being body mind and spirit exactly mm -hmm. and so that's what we don't want to happen is to allow any kind of shame to come in mm -hmm. simply because you made a decision that you had to make and um you know some would say well they didn't have to make it they could come home you know they didn't have to stay there but that wasn't what the lord told them to do mm -hmm. so it's important always hearing his voice amen our scripture lesson today um, for daily lessons uh, was from Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and talked about the, having the mind of Christ that really is by hearing the mm -hmm. Holy Spirit. And so that is, is so important um, for us as, as individuals just taking care of our own um, spiritual lives, but then as prayer ministers for others to be aware of that truth and that reality and keep leaning on the Spirit. Mm -hmm. One of the prayers I pray for myself every day put my hands on my head and and ask God to uh, that I or d declare mm -hmm. <laughs> that I have the mind of Christ and I know the thoughts feelings and purposes of his will and mm -hmm. so I that doesn't I don't come away from that thinking oh well I'm God and I know <laughs> everything and I know everything that's right but I do that because I want my thoughts feelings and purposes to be joined to his will amen and the, the things that I do are lined up with the Word of God, the will of God, and that I'm not just operating out of um, Vicki. Mm -hmm. Well, it's a, it's a willing submission of your own. Oh, absolutely. You're, you're yeah. submitting to have the mind of Christ. You're submitting to Him. And mm -hmm. it's, I think it's very important because I think a lot of times when you don't know what to pray for, that you often just need to bring yourself under that submission ask the Lord I mean you know we're told in scripture that he knows what we need before we ever ask it so he already knows whether we realize it or not or know what to ask for he knows what we need and so sometimes we just have to come under that submission to let him 
speak to us and it can often take a lot of time and but we have to be quiet and be still and be purposeful in it um and there is a another scripture that his sheep hear his voice and they follow it and um the voice of another they won't follow um and so that's important to know too um when we're listening a lot of times people say well how do i know it's god how come it's not you know how do i know it's god and not me and so if you're praying that confessing that mm -hmm. i hear my father's voice i hear my father's voice and i know his voice then the more you really do that and the more you commune with him and spend time with him and listen for his voice not just chatter at him you know the chirping um but just lord speak to me speak to me you become familiar with his voice and you know when it's him and you know when it's because he will answer mm -hmm, absolutely he will answer mm -hmm. it might not be the answer we are prepared exactly to a lot of times i believe that's the case it's not what we want to hear so we don't really Listen. We think, oh, no, that's not God. That's me. That's me. <laughs> so <laughs> along those lines, let me share. This is from Isaiah 30. It had been in um, some of my reading recently. And uh, this is an instance where the prior passage was about a rebellious people. And so we know that when we're rebellious, we don't always identify that that's us and that we would need to change. But in this instance, um, that God intervenes and it's starting in chapter 30 verse 19 a people shall dwell in zion and jerusalem you shall weep no more he will surely be gracious to you at the sound of your cry as soon as he hears it he answers you so now the person we've cried out and then jumping to verse 21 and your ears shall hear a word behind you so here's god speaking to us and and nudging us and saying this is the way walk in it that you will hear that voice saying that and when you turn to the right or when you turn to the left and then you will defile your carved idols overlaid with silver and your gold-plated metal images. So the ways that you've been rebellious, that he will give you that voice to say, you know, be gone, turn away from it. And so we have to be willing to hear that voice and then respond to it. And in this instance, they did. Thanks be to God. Amen. <laughs> but it's, it's hearing God's voice is so important in the midst of this. And we started the conversation with saying, look, sometimes we're blocked and we can't hear, but now we're to the point of saying there are ways that we hear. And we're, we're able to do that when we're quiet, when we find a place to just open our spirit to what God is, is teaching us and telling us. Um, so, Vicki, I just want to build upon for those that are listening, if you're still not clear that it's God speaking to you, how, how can you have clarity in that? And so I conveyed to somebody recently, um, as I'm distracted, I know it's me when there's all this um, worry, anxiety, heaviness in my thoughts. Mm -hmm. So I know, no, that's just still Kathy Hewlin. But if I can keep inviting for God to take over, just be God, that those types of sounds, those chatter in my thoughts, starts to dissipate and I feel this um, the weight lifted but a fullness of God's presence with me and peace and peace, peace. exactly mm -hmm. so I'm not worrying about everything that was there before and that's when I know that it's really God there's some clarity there's a way to hear and I guess so COVID has made it really difficult because we all feel pressed upon it's just difficult to get in that place 
and I'm, I'm finding it, I'm finding it, but I have to work harder at that. On that specific topic or? Um, for sure on that topic, but just I'm having to work harder in general right now mm -hmm. is what I've noticed. I think we all are, yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, it's a very serious distraction in our lives right. and in the world. So, and the evil one will use it for that to keep mm -hmm. us occupied with thinking about these things and the people and what's going on and, and it, the turmoil that has been created. And it's very hard to break your focus away from that sometimes mm -hmm. and get into that quiet space mm -hmm. and quiet down, you know. And, and again, sometimes you're in that space, but you're wanting to, in essence, run to Jesus for answers and, you know, chatter, chatter, help me, you know, da, 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 just instead of just saying, no, just stop and listen and be quiet. And um, I've had moments where I, I just I literally, because I can feel myself dragged in a particular, not even necessarily about COVID, but just something else that might pull me away and distract me. And I'm pulled and I said, nope. I have to stop. <laughs> stop that now. <laughs> I have to stay here. You know, I'm, I'm I'll focused share with on you God. <laughs> a little story <clears throat> goes back early on in my uh, process of, of becoming a member of OSL mm. and working so diligently on finding that place where I could just be quiet and be with the Lord and listen to the Lord. And um, I used to say there would be times that um, I'd be, it'd be like Jesus, I'd have to envision myself sitting on the bench with Jesus next to me. We're just going to sit there. And then sometimes I would get up and I'd just start rocking around and then turn and say, oh, Jesus is sitting on the bench. So I'm going to go back and sit down. <laughs> I literally, I mean, it was just a vision that I just made myself go sit back down on that bench and be with Jesus. Quit jumping up and running around. Yes. <laughs> and it, it was a practice I had to do for a long time. Well, amen. I hope that helps somebody. <laughs> That's a good practice. <laughs> for so many of us, we, we, try to get into that place and immediately the to-do list starts mm. popping up you know or if you open your eyes and look around you know there's a dust bunny on the floor or um, dishes in the sink you know whatever that is distracting you know and sometimes we'll go oh I'll go do that and then I'll come back no <laughs> well a dear friend of mine would, re would relate it to the cocktail party in my head Oh, yeah, that's a good one. The Working the room. Huh? That's right, working the room. She'd have to stop the cocktail party in my head. <laughs> that's good. Well, we, we clearly have shared some helpful words of encouragement to each other <laughs> during this time. And uh, we have not solved the pandemic, but we've all managed to find our ways through navigating this. Um, and and on the topic, just in general, of uh, struggling when, of when we're praying to find a way to correctly diagnose what's going on. I, I think that that's still something we can talk about and um, we could save that for another time, but um, would you like to, to share on that now or wait for another time? I'm happy to share on it now. Okay, um, so we'll, we'll keep going for a few more minutes. Okay. About correctly diagnosing what's happening when we're praying for somebody. Um, so we are focused a lot on COVID, but there are other situations that can come up. I was reading an example of another prayer minister that was praying for somebody who was, um, they had a smoking addiction and there were all manner of people praying for them to be able to not uh, feel that craving anymore. But it ultimately turned out that it was an issue of a, a relationship that needed to be healed from childhood. But that was why this person felt so strongly about smoking because they were trying to deal with that relationship. But 
that certainly wasn't present on their mind, but it was what was revealed after correctly diagnosing situation but it took some prayer ministers to listen hard to the Lord I'm sure right and this happens a lot of times when someone is dealing with addiction there's a hole Mm -hmm. there's an emptiness that is there that they're trying to fill and um, when you spend enough time with them and talking to them and getting to know them you'll find it started with abuse of some kind or maybe there's a parental wound that's there or loss of a loved one it could be grief um had an interesting prayer appointment years ago a woman a woman came in for prayer and she had severe back problems and had for years and they really weren't able to help her had not been able to help her so she came in for prayer and um we started talking to her and of course listening to the holy spirit listening to her story And um, asking the Lord, what's the root of this back injury that she has? And um, so we, as we prayed, generally what we do in these appointments, we pray very, very silently for a few minutes. And we listen. We listen to the Holy Spirit. We listen to the voice of God. And we just ask for the Lord to begin to minister to them. A lot of times that just sort of does it that takes care of it but in this case we always ask them to does any event come to mind does anything come to mind do you have a memory any kind of um, event or something a dream whatever and she said well she said I can remember uh, jumping out of a barn when I was little into a haystack and I missed the haystack and fell on the ground and I hurt my back because she hit the ground rather than the haystack I think it was a small haystack mm. but anyway um so she said you know maybe i have an injury from that so we started praying and we were asking the lord of course to heal her back from the injury and as we were praying for her and waiting to hear on the lord she remembered something else you know because we always say do you remember at what point in your life that this pain began? What was And what was going on in your life at the time? And in her case, she remembered that she was 13 years old, and um, during the night, her father had died of a heart attack. And they, she wasn't awake. Um, she was sleeping. And the next morning when she got up, she went into her parents' bedroom and her mother was sitting on the bed and her mother told her what had happened. And she was really a daddy's girl and her heart was just broken. So she and her mother laid down beside each other on the bed and she was crying. And she said, that's the first time I remember my back hurting. Hmm. And so we prayed for her for grief Mm. for the loss of her father for her to be able to fully release the grief that she had experienced that as a child she didn't know how to release or what to do and many times adults will just say now you just you know you stop crying now you need to just go ahead and do whatever and um so as we prayed for her for that she got full relief 
from her back pain. And I trust God that, you know, that has remained. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, in in her case, it was rooted in this unprocessed grief. And that brings me to to something else, because many times when we're, and, and I know our topic isn't grief exactly, but many times when we are praying with people um, and we encounter a situation or people who are grieving, you know, they'll, they'll be crying, 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 and, and then they'll say, I've just got to get myself together. You know, I've right. got to pull this together. I've got right. to stop. And one of the things that we have learned is... Don't do that. Mm-hmm. Let yourself experience it. Right. Because sooner or later, it's going to come out. Now, it may come out in a physical problem, like in this lady. Or it can come out in acting out in other ways. Um, but allow yourself to fully grieve. Cry all you want. Mm-hmm. Cry and then cry some more, if that's it. And no apology is necessary. Amen. And um, that's another thing about listening to the Lord and hearing this is unprocessed grief mm-hmm. that people have. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Vicki. Anything else that comes to mind on this topic? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I, I know think, that Vicki covers it very well. <laughs> no, oh. but, but grief is certainly a process. And if you don't allow that process to be completed, then you're very likely to carry something mm-hmm. ahead and that will again manifest itself mm-hmm. in some way potentially and uh, could take a while to figure that out if it's mm-hmm. buried as deep as, as this woman had with you know being a 13 yeah. year old child she'd been carrying that a long time a long time yeah. yeah yeah so it really um when we're trying to enter the healing when we're opening ourselves to healing we have to be open to a variety of ways that God might reveal the wounds that are yes. in us, right? Yes. And, um, and I think that's, that's scary for sure. And I know some people aren't ready to be open, mm-hmm. but um, we keep inviting people. We, we're here to, to do the Lord's work, and we want people to not feel trapped, whether it's physically, emotionally, or spiritually but we would love to pray for you. Mm-hmm. So we, we don't want them to feel pushed mm-hmm. or pressured in, in any way. Yeah. And we all experience different things in our lives that we have no idea how it's impacted us, but then mm-hmm. it just comes out every now and then. <laughs> you know, and we've talked about this at our, um, um, our December service. Our we, restore service. Our restore service, our mm-hmm. December resource service. We've talked about this, that um, grief doesn't necessarily have to be about the loss of a loved one. Right. You know, it could yeah. be, it, it could be. Career a, loss. A career. Or all kinds, there's all kinds of grief. Yeah. Relocation, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, loss of a friendship, um, any number of things can cause us grief. And sometimes we need to um, just you know, childhood disappointments. You know, mm-hmm. maybe you wanted to be on the cheerleading team and you weren't selected, you know, and there's a, a grief that is there that 40 years later shows up and you think, are you kidding me? I was 14, <laughs> you know. <laughs> All I wanted to do was be a cheerleader. How has that impacted me? But, it, you know, and, and that's purely an example. I mean, I use that example just as a matter of, saying it could be something that 
what would appear to others to be that insignificant. Mm -hmm. You know, like, oh, come on, get over it. <laughs> but it's, but it's, it's deep in us. It is. It can be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you both for this conversation today. Thank you. It's been yes. wonderful to be with you today. Yes. And uh, let me pray for us before we close. Heavenly Father, thank you for the ways that you guide and prompt each of us to be open to your spirit. And you keep inviting us to know more about you, to know you, to love you, to see you, to hear you, and respond to your voice. So we pray for each of us, but we also pray for anyone who hears this podcast that um, we will be drawn to your spirit and uh, be healed in some way of just whether it's our thinking about being open to you or unblocking somewhere that we um, feel like we can't pray, but that you help open us to you. And we pray this in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right. God bless you all. Thank, Thank you. you.